Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. We are going to be in Judges chapter number 13 today. I'm sorry, we're just laughing because we're having fun over here redoing this intro 10 times. (laughs) No, it's just you laughing at me every time we redo stuff. (laughs) That's what's really going on. Well, that could be it too, but... (laughs) But whatever the case... I'm just glad I'm not the one doing it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be in Judges chapter number 13 today. If you recall, in the last episode, we picked up, or we left off, rather, uh, where Manoah is told by his wife that an angel of the Lord came and told her that she was going to have a son, even though she was barren, and that this son would be a Nazarite from the time he was in the womb all the way to the day of his death. So he would have to follow specific, um, a specific vow to the Lord for his entire life. Well, that's where it leaves off in verse 7, and then it picks up in verse 8 what Manoah does as a response. So go ahead and pick up and start reading in verse 8. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that spakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I command her, commanded her, let her observe. So we see that Manoah asks the Lord for this man who told his wife these things to come back and to help them understand what they were supposed to do with this child. And the Lord answers this prayer, brings, um, makes the man come back, and it says that he shows up again just to Manoah's wife, and this time she's like, okay, wait, I gotta go get my husband. Yeah, my husband didn't believe me, you know. <laughs> so yeah, she goes Yeah, it might have been that Manoah didn't mm-hmm. believe her. It could have also just been that, like, he needed confirmation of some kind. But for whatever reason, we do see um, that God answers the prayer sends the man back, and she runs to Manoah and says, hey, he's back. And so he asks, what should we do? And the angel says, hey, what I told her was this. Uh, She shouldn't eat anything that comes from the vine or drink wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing and make sure that she follows this because, like, like I told her, this child is going to be a Nazarite from the time of the womb. And Manoah says to the angel of the Lord in verse 15, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it to the Lord. 
For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name, that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor? And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? Now, that word secret, um, if you look up in the Hebrew, it actually could mean incomprehensible, um, that can't be comprehended. Uh, It could also mean wonderful. So it just seems like this, whatever his name was, whether some people speculate that it was Jesus, we don't obviously know, but... Um, you know, maybe it was just, it was too, too wonderful and too mysterious for Manoah to even comprehend is basically what it seems like. And, um, you know, sometimes God does that in our lives. You know, he, we may ask a question, you know, God, why are you doing this? God, whatever. And he's not answering no. He's just saying, I'm, I'm not going to give you that answer for whatever reason. It may be because we don't we don't under, wouldn't understand it or or accept it or whatever. Yeah, it's it's interesting that when Manoah asked for instruction in what he was being called to do with this son, he was readily told by God and by the this angel of the Lord. But when he asked a question that gratified his own curiosity, he was denied the answer. And um and I think that is kind of a side note application we can bring of the word of God is very clear on how we should live and and what we can learn and how we should think and all of those things. Um, and yet, oftentimes, we're more concerned about things that God has not told us in his word. The Bible, um, and, and let me clarify, this statement I'm going to say at the onset might sound wrong, but the Bible doesn't have all the answers to every question. But the Bible does have all the answers to the questions we need answered. Yeah, to the ones that matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't give us the answer to whether Adam had Adam and Eve had belly buttons. Okay? It but d- I need to know this. <laughs> right? <laughs> or who the writer of Hebrews is, or who the writer of Esther is, or things like that. Now, I have my own speculations about each and every one of those questions, but I shouldn't be uh, consumed with those kinds of questions that aren't answered in Scripture, because Scripture plainly does tell us what we do need to know. And, and if it was important, God would have... He would have told us. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. So. So, um, and I love just kind of a cool little thing that you were saying. Some people speculate that this might have been um, a theophany is what it's called in the Old Testament when Christ shows up prior to his incarnate self in the New Testament. Um, some people think that because he says, I will not eat your food, but if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. So the angel of the Lord showed himself to be God. People would say in the sense that he didn't need a meal, but that he would accept a sacrificial offering made to the Lord. And then because that word secret means wonderful, and one of the names of Jesus is... Wonderful. Wonderful. They would say, oh, this is definitely Jesus then. And then um, because Manoah says, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Yeah. And he like he assumed it to be God. And so the, I'm, I wouldn't be dogmatic about that, but just kind of, kind of some cool things to pull out of there that some people have seen. But after um, this angel says that to Manoah, my name's a secret, Manoah took the kid with a meat offering, offered it upon the rock unto the Lord, and the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. So when it says that he did wondrously, he did something amazing. What I picture is he probably did something very similar to what the angel did for Gideon when Gideon prepared a kid and all of that. 
and then the angel put the rod out and flames came up and then all of a sudden the angel was gone. Reason I say that is because in the next verse it says, For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. So it's no, vi- so prior to this, he thought he was God. Just another man. Oh, another man. He just said, um, he, oh, he, after he this, said, so hey, this man of God, yeah. come. And at, the reason I say it's very similar to Gideon is because Gideon, in the very same way, he was talking to this man, and then right after the fire goes and the angel is gone, he says, I have seen the Lord. And Manoah does the very, almost exactly the same thing. And Manoah says to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. And then the voice of reason, I'll let you, I'll let you read that. is the voice of reason. Yeah, go ahead and read what she says. Honey, you need to calm down. (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, that's my words, in my words. Um, Verse 23, but his wife said unto him, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. Neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would... As it, at at this time have told us, nor would as at this time have told us such things as these. Continue. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that's good. Okay. She so she was encouraging him to have faith. Basically, she said this, Manoah, if God meant to kill us, <laughs> he wouldn't. He would not have told us that we were going to have a son. Yeah, he would not have shown us these things. He wouldn't have answered your prayer to come and clarify what we were going to be doing with this child. God, really what she was saying is, I have faith that God is faithful to fulfill his promises. And he promised us something, and so let's believe him. And it's very similar to me, like what Paul does in the book of Acts when he's uh, in the middle of a storm and having shipwreck, and he stands up and says to the people in the ship, he says, I believe God, because what he said... God had already said to him, you've testified to me here in Jerusalem. You're going to do so at Rome also. And so Paul was saying, hey, God promised me that I was going to make it to Rome, and I'm not to Rome yet, which means we're not going to die on the shipwreck. <laughs> I like I, I would love to know, have some foreknowledge like that. <laughs> like when you watch a movie and you that you've already seen or somehow you had a spoiler and so you knew what was going to happen at the end and... These people seem like they're going to die, but you're like, oh, no, I already know how this ends. Like, I'm not worried about this. Um, that's how I picture. Yeah, <laughs> and, like- and it's really, it's a great example to show that those who know what's coming shouldn't be worried. And so really, that's what Manoah's wife is saying is, look, we know what's coming. God said we're going to have a son. So why would he kill us now? We haven't had a son yet. Hey, I could apply that to right now. Like this world is looking worse and worse every day. And like as a mother raising your kids, it's really scary to think about, you know, what your future is going to be like, what their future is going to be like. Um, Even, you know, when they're adults or when you're gone. And um, we know we know how this ends. We know that the Bible says that the world is going to wax worse and worse. And, um, you know, but we know that ultimately Jesus wins, the devil loses. Anyways, that's my application. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I, I also, this is another cool little tidbit of what she says when she says, 
that if he meant for us to die, he wouldn't have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. Um, the basis of her faith was saying, look, I know God accepted our offering to him. And the same principle works for us Christian believers today. If the Lord wanted to do us evil, he would have never accepted an offering on our behalf. What offering did he accept? Jesus. Jesus, his only son on the cross. Um, Charles Spurgeon said it this way. He said, Brother, if the Lord had meant to destroy us, he would not have shown us our sin because we were happy enough previously, were we not? In our own poor way, we were content enough, and if he did not mean to pardon us, it was not like the Lord to show us our sin and so to torment us before our time unless he meant to take it away. God, God, if he didn't mean to take away our sin, he would have never shown us our sin. Yeah. And the Bible is very clear that the law is meant to show us how sinful we are. And so this this book wouldn't have been inspired and given to us had it not been for the fact that God was planning to redeem us from our sin, make a way for that to take place. Just a cool thought with that. But going back to what Manoah's uh, wife's faith was in, it was in the faithfulness of God to fulfill the promises. So go ahead and read the next two verses. Let's see God fulfill that promise. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zora and Ashtolol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so the promise from the angel of the Lord was fulfilled. It was proven to be true. And it tells us that the Lord blessed Samson, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. And that is really the source of we're going to see as we continue through Samson, he had an enormous strength. And why was that? Because he had the Spirit of God in uh, on him working out uh, all of this strength in him. Uh, we've already said it several times through the book of Judges, but that's truly where strength comes from. Not by might or by power, but by God's Spirit. And we're going to see that take place in the life of Samson. But our main takeaway today really goes back to uh, God has revealed to us things in his word. And so let's not get sidetracked on a bunch of stuff that isn't in his word. Not that we can't talk about those things, but those should not be what we're consumed with. Rather, we should be consumed with what God has already said. And when we do that, it's going to truly strengthen and, and anchor our faith in knowing that God is faithful to fulfill what he said he will do. So I encourage you just to look in Scripture and find um, the promises of God for us and place your faith in the fact that He's going to accomplish those things in our lives. I love that. It's a good homework for today. So let's take that to heart, that God is faithful, and we'll place our faith in His faithfulness to work out those things in our life. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at wenatchechurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.